Hello once again, welcome to Rapid Fire Sports. Great to have you with us. By the way, I did make a huge mistake last week, and I'm one of those that is man enough to admit making a mistake. I forgot to hit the record button on the camera, but it was pretty interesting watching the beginning and the ending of the show, nothing in the middle. The sackalicious man, Steve Sackasitz, with us. As you see, we are today NWO heavy, very, very heavy. Uh, we have a grab bag again today. We kind of think that's the best thing to do a lot of times, do the grab bag, because we really don't know what each one is going to ask the other one. So we have six very, very interesting subjects, or at least three, my three, that we're going to talk about here in just a couple of moments. So, you ready to get started, or ready did you start, have some? Man. There's six different topics all over the place this week. I even had to, uh, I'm not going to spoil this for the audience out there, but had to prep you on something so that I wouldn't set you up for total failure, because I'm a good friend. I want to make sure that at least if I can ask a question, you have an idea of what I'm talking about. So I had to yeah. preface that. And I'm also going to give you a heads up as well, too. A lot of the reason why you see all this NWO merchandise, you got Hollywood Hogan, you've got... Uh, Kevin Nash right here, you got Scott Hall, you got six, you got another Scott Hall, and you got a, over on this side here with another Hogan, and you got my NWO cup, you got my NWO shirt on here. Again, announced here recently, the NWO going into the WWE Hall of Fame here at WrestleMania. So we'll talk more a little about that later. I'm a huge NWO mark. And so, uh, again, I want to make sure I took pride into them getting into the Hall of Fame. But the hat is not NWO. The no. hat is something completely different. The hat different. is Snails. Um, if anybody knows about uh, you know EDM music out there, Snails is a very hard EDM, very bass-heavy. Um, went to go see his concert last week. Great show. If you have a chance, Troy, I should invite you sometime to come with me, but I don't like to hang out with you outside of this. So, uh, <laughs> But it was a really good time, uh, and again, uh, a lot of good time had by all. Hey, by the way, um, I should mention, too, that we had the, the baseball bank with the other night and I should have brought it I forgot that you have a bobblehead now I, I have a bobblehead but my bobblehead is bigger than your bobblehead I just want to remind you yeah, of that too. I'd like so. to thank uh, Mr. McCabe Will McCabe yeah. for uh, Will and Laura McCabe for getting us those those were pretty cool yeah. wasn't expecting that um, Troy's is really cool and the fact that we'll show it sometime but it has the Erlen baseball hat on mm -hmm. as well as the St. Louis Cardinals shirt if you know anything about Troy he's you know party up top and party up down the shirt as well too <laughs> so he's just all mixed up everywhere he goes you know somebody made some rude comment about me that I don't wear matching clothes that my shorts never match match my t-shirt or it doesn't match my hat well today I went all darker gray Michigan and so I went that direction yeah you're very very I mean but you match today it looks very I good I, I feel good. Yeah, good all right uh real quick let's get started today uh as as Stephen mentioned he has some different ones for us today so I'm kind of curious I know what the one is only because as he said it was prepped but we have a lot of things to cover in a short amount of time in our 30 minutes okay you ready yep yeah, so why don't you ask me your question first okay let's let's grab one of these okay so our first question of the day this is for Sackalicious should the Dallas Cowboys hire Urban Meyer to be their next head coach uh what is yes are they happy with mediocrity? Doesn't sound like Jerry Jones is. Now, will Urban Meyer, even though he said he'd entertain the idea, would he really want to do that where he's not going to be the one in charge uh, making the decisions? Because we all know Jerry Jones is going to do that. He's not right. going to give that up. Um, but if the Cowboys want to win and Jerry Jones really says he wants to do that, he needs to go out there and get the best, get the best candidate there is. Uh, I think Urban Meyer in his time in college football has proven that he's a great college football coach. I don't think that there would be any reason why you wouldn't think that he'd be able to attract – free agents and talent to play well for him in the NFL. 
It's a very winnable division, I think, here as you look to the future as well, too, with you know the Giants still going to have to find themselves. they got some talent. Uh, the Eagles, you never know what you're going to get from them. Um, you know, with the Cowboys as well in there, and the Redskins are just a dumpster fire, so I don't think you have to worry much about them in the near, you know, next 20 years. Um, yeah. But I, I would definitely say if I'm Urban Meyer, that's a job I want. If I'm the Cowboys, I spend what he needs to be able to get him here. All right, Mr. Snails, let me slow you up here for just a second, okay? Let's make sure that we understand that not all – College coaches really make good pro coaches. Now, let's take a look at the NBA real quick. Now, John Beeline leaves Michigan, goes to the NBA, and what's the first complaint you hear about John Beeline? He's treating it too much like a college basketball team. You can't do that with professionals, okay? So I always have a concern when a guy leaves college. We Nick Saban couldn't do it. He went to the NFL. He was better of a college coach than he was an NFL coach. Am I correct about that? There have been a lot of guys that have gone to the NFL and thought they could pull it off. They can't. I'm not so sure Urban Meyer can. I don't know if he has the, he probably has the football mentality, but I don't know if he has the the go get him that he would need to have in the NFL where he's got to be doing it 24 hours a day. Plus, there's a concern about his dedication. I mean, look at the schools he's been at, and after a while he gets burnt out in about three or four years, and he wants to go someplace else. So if I want somebody long-term, why would I hire Urban Meyer, whose track record starts to look like Larry Brown's of the NBA when he used to jump from team to team to team? Well, I would say first off for that, um, you know, when when uh, Urban Meyer walked away from Florida, it was health reasons. Um, he wa- did come back for Ohio State um, and and left again. Um, but I would say that it's not like he's leaving for other jobs at that point. He's leaving because he's taking a break. Uh, I would have no problem. The NFL and the Cowboys would have no problem that over the three or four years if they had him, that he won them a Super Bowl, they would be fine with that. Secondly, as well, too, um, I think Urban Meyer is not the biggest egotistical guy there is out there. If you look at college football, the college football program is the face, the coach is the face of that program. In the NFL, it's the players and the coach is the background. As long as the coach is able to understand that part of it and understand that the players are what makes this thing happen in the pros, I think he'll be okay. A lot of people don't have the ego to do that. You know, you look at Pete Carroll, what he's done with the Seahawks. His, he had a horrible first experience with the Jets, went out to USC, had a great job there, got himself a great opportunity in Seattle, and has been very successful there. You can do it. It's going to take a certain person that can do that. Um, the basketball... Beeline, yeah, it's a lot of them. The same thing you see with other coaches that have been there before uh, in other teams with Lon Kruger, with the Bulls in the past. They just uh, The player, the NBA player, if you try to treat this like it's college basketball, it's not going to work. I think Urban Meyer will be successful in the pros if given the opportunity. And the only way you find out, too, is if he does it. You know, I, I think he's got to get it. If that's what he wants to do, to me, I'd rather have a new guy that I don't know about as opposed to a retread that a Ron Rivera-esque kind of coach. I, I've seen that, been there, done that. If I've got the opportunity, what do I have to lose? Jason Garrett's playing 500 be- football right now at best. Wh- why don't I see what Urban Meyer can do? Okay, what what were Urban Meyer's issues at uh, Florida? And when you say health issues, it was because of football. Those caused his issues. When he goes to Ohio State, I don't know if it was the burnout factor or if it, if it were more health issues. But again, you're still looking at a guy who I don't know that can give you a long term. You say three or four years, we don't know if it'll work out in the first couple. What if he gets in trouble in the first couple where they really don't respect what he has to say? Why not find a young assistant coach in one of the NFL teams around? And that happens a lot where the guy's been waiting for, you know, four or five, six years, has NFL pedigree, has been under guys like Bill Belichick and such, and hire those guys instead that I, you know the NFL. I don't think you can take that chance right now. You look at the guy who's with the Bengals right now who was supposed to be part of the offensive guru that 
that is what the St. Louis or the St. Louis, the LA Rams are. Uh, he's struggling big time. Uh, now uh, he's it's not decided of how good he's going to be as a coach because he doesn't have the talent around him. But if what Jerry Jones wants is he wants to win right now, he's going to have to put himself out there with a coach that's going to have that same mentality that this isn't their first go around of being a head coach because it's a big difference. I, you know, I understand that you know good assistant coaches. You know, they have great suggestions, but to make the decision, that's a lot different there. I'd rather take the person who's made decisions before and say, it will try, try it with that as opposed to going out to the assistant coach and not saying, you know what, I wonder what it would have been like. I'll give you that point because from experience and you know as well, it is different being an assistant when you, again, you're making the decisions and all the, all of that pressure is on you. It is a lot different. I began to like it after a while as a head coach because then I could just be myself and I could just do what I wanted to do instead of always listening to assistant coaches. But um, I bet you what it took you a little bit to figure out what your own voice was. It was. And to yeah. do that. And so you don't want to, again, you don't have a couple of t- days to figure this out in the NFL. You need to win right now. Yeah. And if that's the mentality that the Cowboys are in with the players that they have, with the amount of money they're about to spend on certain players, They've got to win right now. They have to have a guy that at least knows what he's doing. It might not work, but you need to have somebody who's got a direction that says, I've done it before. I'm going to try it this way. And all the players that have played for Urban Meyer have all had positive things to say for him pretty much. One other thing is I think that Dallas, if they're going to be successful, nothing against Jerry Jones as an owner. And I know he knows football, but I think he has to separate the ownership from the general manager. He is both. Am I correct about that? I don't think he can be both and have the kind of success he wants to have. I think he needs to take the general manager duties, give it to somebody that's very qualified to do that. Well, you can't re- you can't tell a coach, here's the players I'm giving, go win with them, and when the coach doesn't have a say in what's going on. I don't know yeah. the ins and outs of it, neither do you, about how much Jason Garrett actually has a say of what's going on there. But if we had to say hierarchy, Jerry Jones is going to make that final decision on what's going to go on player development-wise, who right. they're going to go after. They need, he needs to work with Urban Meyer saying, these are the players I can win with. If it's going to be done right, I need these players that can do it. And if it doesn't work, it's on Urban Meyer, not Jerry Jones. Right now, when you look at Jason Garrett, if he does get let go, it's not so much on Jason Garrett because he really didn't have a say on really what the development of the players could be. Yeah. And, you know, I think to where the Cowboys are somewhat relevant right now, he's done a better job of where it was before he got there. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, if this ever gets down to the point before we get to our next episode, when I tell you what to do when you're coaching baseball, you should probably listen to me. I've never lost a game in the broadcast booth yet, and I want you to know that. Okay, you ready for the next episode? I'm ready. Will you listen to me next time? I will try to see what you're saying. You are saying. (laughs) He won't listen to what Oh, here's a good question for you. It's exactly the one I uh, made sure I I kind of made sure you're a little up to date on. Here we go. So ready. Yes. Okay, so Ghostbusters Afterlife. If you haven't had a chance to, the Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ghostbusters 3, not Ghostbusters 4, if you want to count that movie that happened in 2016 with Kristen Wiig and all that nonsense that happened there. This is Ghostbusters 3. It's going off the original premise they had. Okay, so you saw the trailer. It just I saw came the out trailer. yesterday. I showed it to you today. Okay. Yes. Um, first off, thoughts, excitement. What, what do you think about Ghostbusters? Were you ever a big fan of Ghostbusters growing up there? What do you think about the new movie? Inviting the original cast to be part of it. Kind of going off the storyline they had the original movie. Talk to me. Okay, let's, let's start first off with the first Ghostbusters, which I really, really did enjoy. When you had Dan Aykroyd in that picture, he's always a funny guy from Saturday Night Live. I am hardly ever a big fan of sequels. I don't like. I didn't like the second one and whatever the one you were talking about in 2016. Yeah, that, I never. That's even not saw. in the same universe. Okay, so get that so, out of your mind. All right, I'm, it's out of my mind because I don't really care for sequels at all. I have to really see a little bit more of this one. The trailer looks okay, but I don't know much about 
you know, the afterlife type of it. So let me tell you exactly what, what, what they're what doing. They so to what they're now. doing on this one is, as you know, uh, Harold Ramis passed away in 2014. So Egon Spangler, the character of which Egon was in the original Ghostbusters, he's no longer there. And so what they're doing in the trailers, they're following his grandchildren who have taken over a farmhouse that he owned in the middle of Oklahoma. Well, there's some activity going on there that, again, this is speculation. I watched a lot of Easter egg trailers about this as well, too, that the reactor that they had in New York City, they brought that out to Oklahoma, and that basically is now breaking down and having meltdown. These ghosts are getting let out. So with Egon, all the uh, the stuff that he has in this house, so how are they going to get Dan Aykroyd? How are they going to get Bill Murray? How are they going to get Ernie Hudson, the original three of the four Ghostbusters, back in the fold? And I've been told that these are not cameos that they'll be doing in the movie. They're actually playing some parts in the movie. Really? So it's going to be interesting to see how you can get some of a younger generation into the Ghostbusters as well as bring back that fan like you are from the original Ghostbusters, get them back in the fold. Uh, I'm extremely excited about it. I literally, I, I think I counted 31 times I watched that. It's 32 now after watching with you. I watched that trailer. I I watched seven reaction trailers. I don't know if you know what those are, no, but that's basically people reacting to the trailer as they're watching it. And then I watched about six different Easter eggs shows about what you saw in the trailer, what you didn't see, what you should be looking at. So I'm excited, man. Well, you really analyzed that. Oh, this is what I do before we play Manchester, too. Do you I really? Figure out. <laughs> you watch these? Yeah. You I, watch I, trailers? Whatever else I can do to find out about what's going to help us in the HCAC I do. So all that work I put into that, all did it for the Ghostbusters. Wow. Well, I hope it is as good as, as you hope it will be because I feel that you need that kind of stuff in your life I because you seem really excited about it and again some of the trailer did look very good I would be intrigued to see it and then I'll judge it after that if if I invited you to the movies would you go with I me? would go with you really would we have a buffer between the two of us because you got to have a buffer seat oh, yeah. in there somewhere well, I mean in, in Richmond I don't think you really want to sit in the seats anyway so right. I think you would we'd move as much far apart as we could by the way I should mention I hope one of these days Richmond will get a theater that has those really nice reclining leather seats that has the cup holders that we went when we went to a Fort Wayne we went to the movie that night and saw Mr. Rogers and boy, you can kick back, flip your feet up. And Why don't you think they have that? Because if you think about it, and this is kind of going way off topic, but Richmond does pull from a lot of surrounding towns for people to go there. They don't want to drive to Dayton. They don't want to drive to Indianapolis. It's really the biggest theater they have in the area. Why aren't they having it where they're making the upgrades to do that? Because I think that when I'm worried about the movie business itself, I'm a huge movie buff. It's in a lot of trouble to go to the theaters. Right now, everything's at your fingertips. You can watch at home. Uh, everything's going on there. How do we get people to the theaters? It's got to be something like that where your experience was so good in Fort Wayne that you're like, okay, I'd go. If that happened here where they had that same thing where you had food involved as well too, dinner food, mm -hmm. uh, drinks, those kind of things, I think it would really help that aspect of the movie theater business in Richmond. You hit the nail right on the head because at that movie theater in the lobby, which is a huge lobby, you had tables where you could sit and wait. If you mm -hmm. wanted to wait for the movie. They had a bar there. They had the uh, the drinks there. You could get, um, I think, um, what was it? Uh, Starbucks was in there. I mean, that re really was a destination place to go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, let's again, AMC Richmond, if you're listening, we've we've got ideas. Hey, I got another one for you. Okay. If Up in Fort Wayne, too, they had a bar there that you could go and play video games all the old games. Oh, really? Yeah. And then you just, if you wanted to buy drinks or whatever, which normally people did, but you could just play games all night long. That was in the same location or a different place? Diff different place, but not too far away. Okay. Yeah, but it I was I think great. I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. hey, again, these are good ideas. Richmond, again, uh, we need to get some ideas here. So Yeah, we need to get some excitement in this community. Again, it's become a little too apathetic at times. I'm sure I'll hear about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next question. All right. Should Becky Hammond... Be named the next head coach of the New York Knicks. 
Now, Becky, is, uh, I believe, is still with the Spurs? Yeah, an assistant coach with the Spurs. And yeah. is, that, is that a rumor right now that's going that around? Is, uh, that has been going around a little bit over the last couple of days with the Knicks firing their head coach recently. Why not take a shot at Becky Hammond? Okay, here's the thing. If I'm Becky Hammond, though, it would be a huge deal to take that job. Um, you cannot take that job until the next start of the next year. You can't take it mid-year. You can't move in. I don't think the Knicks would do that either. I don't think they'd bring her in right now to take it over. Uh, but you need as soon as that season's over with, um, I would definitely be interested in doing that. It's going to bring, um, I mean, again, I'm from New Jersey and I grew up and, and Knicks basketball is huge out there. And honestly, the NBA is really good when the Knicks are relevant. When the right. Knicks and Lakers and Celtics are relevant, the NBA is great. Right now, the Knicks have just been, again, talking about dumpster fire like the Redskins. They've been horrible. Yeah. They've been uh, atrocious. The amount of free agents they've gone after that have failed for them. They're almost like the New York Mets as you look at what goes on there where the Mets have gone out and in the, their history have gone out and got bad free agents. The Knicks have done the same exact thing. Um, I would be very – I mean – you talk about putting the sex aside. She knows basketball. She's working for one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time in Greg Popovich. She has respect of that locker room that has been a successful team. Um, I think she has respect around the league. I don't think it would raise eyebrows about anybody who watches basketball that this isn't a surprising thing that Becky Hammond. Yes, it would be a big deal because she'd be the first female head basketball coach, but... Uh, she definitely should be in consideration for it. But I also think as Becky Hammond, why is that job the one you're going after? Yes, it's the Knicks. But if Jim Dolan is kind of like the Jerry Jones of basketball, if he's not going to give up control about the decisions of which he's going with and help surround you with the team that isn't going to be stuck in the luxury cap where they're going to have to, you know, again, pay these players and not be able to pick up a bench. I don't know if that's the best setup for it. The Knicks, yes, the idea of the Knicks, but what the Knicks are right now, uh, I don't know if that's the best setup for her. I agree. If you're back again, like you said, the Jerry Jones situation. These owners have got to be willing to give you a little bit more on the string to let you do what you need to do. My question would be, Will, and, and I'm a little bit surprised. There, are, I've covered women's basketball for a long time. We go to the Big Ten tournament, and if you talk to the coaches there, very, very intelligent about basketball. My question is, would the players respect, now you say she does get respect down in San Antonio, would she get respect as a head coach in New York with those players? Maybe not with what they currently have. Maybe she'd have to surround herself with others, but does she get that same respect as a man would? I think that there's no reason if she is successful in what she's doing that she should not be getting in respect. I think she deserves that part because of where she's been. And if she's successful, just like any male coach would have, that you'll get the respect. But if it's not working in the ideas of what you're having, then you might lose respect in that part. It has nothing to do with her sex about that. It has to do yeah. with, is she capable of doing the job? Absolutely, is she capable? Yes, okay? When she goes into it, it's different again, being a head coach now from being an assistant coach. Will it work for her? It's yet to be determined, but I think she's got everything in front of her to be able to be a qualified NBA head coaching candidate. And I think, again, there should be some good jobs out there, maybe outside of the Knicks, that she should consider as well, too. Yeah, And I don't want to downplay her ability as head coach, and that's not what my next statement would be about, but it'd be a great marketing thing for the Knicks. I mean, bottom line, as you said... They stink right now, so why not put some butts in the seats with her as the head coach? Well, I also think it helps with the free agent maybe going there as well, too. You know, right now, there's such a bad rap with Dolan that no free agent wants to touch him. They thought they were going to get Durant. That didn't work. They thought they were going to get Kyrie. That didn't work. They yeah. have had no luck in getting the free agents that they wanted to have, so they've overspent on other players in the past. It brings a breath of fresh air to the Knicks if they go out and do something outside the box. It shows that Dolan is trying to change who he is, I think. Um, but with 
that, I would want her to be set up for success because I hate to say this, there'd be a lot riding her shoulders to be the first ever. Yeah. She wouldn't want to flop on that. And I would want to make sure that Dolan is going to allow her to be as successful as she can be, that everything she needs is available to her as opposed to here's what you got. You deal with it because that wouldn't be fair to her. You know, as well as I do, you watch enough NBA to know that coaches have only so much influence, right? I mean, those guys go out and do pretty much what they yeah. want anyway. I mean, they're not really running plays or anything yeah. like that, but it's the idea that when they do have to lock it in for the last two and a half minutes of a game, when a coach is wrong with play or there's a defense that they have to go into, that they're buying into that. And they're not doing their own individual thing, that when it counts at the last minutes of the game, that they're actually doing something team-oriented. Because if you do watch basketball, they will play defense for the last five to you know seven minutes of the game to actually make it worth it something. So I would hope that that's where she would actually earn her money at. And given the opportunity, I think she would be successful. So the good news is if I tune into an NBA game, I really have to watch the last 10, 12 minutes, right? I mean, if you want to see defense, yeah. if you want to just see guys, you know, going around and scoring a bunch of offense, which is what I like as well too. I could care less about the defensive part. Uh, again, it's what you want. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Becky Hammond should be the next head coach. At least somebody in the NBA should take a chance on her. Correct. Okay. All right. Now my next question for you. Can I take a drink first? Take a, take a drink. Take a swig. Mm. All right. Well, going to the topic of which I am right here with the NWO. Can I ask you a question before you go to that? Yeah. Last night, I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and there just happened to be a divorce at the beginning yeah, of the show. Rusev, yeah. live on TV. I didn't even know they were married. Yeah, they're married in real life. And I have to tell you this, by the way, Troy, it was a work. They didn't actually get divorced. They're actually still married. Okay? <laughs> She's not actually in a really relationship yeah. with Bobby Lashley. It's But the good news line. is I've never seen that storyline before. It's brand new, a divorce on on. I, has well, it happened before? Well, they've gotten married. If you remember, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth got I, married. I saw so that you, one. You, yeah. If you're going to show one spectrum, you have to show the opposite end as well, too. I mean, yeah. the WWE is going to hit all markets that they can. Yeah. So, yes, that is uh, that is a storyline divorce. It did not happen. You don't have to write any you know letters yeah. that you were upset about. Well, I, I feel better about that okay, now. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's yeah. your question? So, okay. With the news of the NWO going to the Hall of Fame here at WrestleMania, okay, is the NWO the best wrestling faction of all time? First part question. Is the NWO the best wrestling faction of all time? Of any organization. Any organization. Um, it probably would, I would say yes, just because of the way it has been built and the way they market it and everything that they do. I'd say yeah. Okay. I mean, you had DX was one big one. You had the Four Horsemen, which I don't think in overall is in the same category. The Four Horsemen were, were one of the original, uh, just when you look at, entirety of, of groups yeah. um, the NWO to me was the number one there um, especially for WCW there what helped take over the 83 weeks over at, um, WWE when Eric Bischoff was part of it but that kind of leads me to my next one okay? okay so the original three of the NWO was Hogan Hall and Nash okay, okay. yeah six X-Pac right here okay, okay. He was one of the original one. He was the fourth or so member, maybe fifth or sixth, actually, DiBiase and Vincent at that time. Virgil, as you know him as well, too. Also, an AEW known as Soul Train Jones. I think you saw him as well, too. Um, they were one of the initial ones. But to me, Eric Bischoff, who was part of WCW, helped create, went, actually went to Hulk Hogan and said, Hogan, I want you to go heel, when Vince McMahon would never have asked him to do that in WWE. Always going to be a face, always going to be the baby face there. Yeah. He was one of the original creators of the MWO. Why is Eric Bischoff not in going in, but yet Six, who was maybe a crony towards Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all the WB guys, why do you think Bischoff's not going to be in it? Politics? 
I think is, it there, has to be. is there something behind the scenes we don't know about or well, there, you know there's about? More. So Bischoff was recently just fired by the WB again when he was hired for SmackDown. They had one episode on, on Fox. It did great that first episode of Fox. Second episode, they dropped about 2 million viewers. He's gone. So they fired him right after that one. But it, to me, again, outside of that, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame, kind of like what the wrestling is, isn't as real as people think it is. It's not like a committee or it's not like, you know, who's a first ballot Hall of Fame. There's no ballot. I mean, you know, it's not like you have to wait five years to be retired to get in. So it's kind of whatever they want to do. It's basically a moneymaker there. But I, I just don't think it's right that you're not making the guy who initially created the project, the NWO, not getting into it. Bothers me. I wrote on about social media yesterday on my Facebook page there. And again, I just want to put my two cents out there. So we, so well, you should probably tell everybody what your Facebook page is so we can read what you had to say. Uh, it's be, private. You know, oh, it's private. It's private. It's a pri- I, mean, I basically said, why six? I love the NWOs getting here. Why six and why not Bischoff? Why is your Facebook page private? Why can't we read what Sackalicious has to say? Well, if you want to read it, go to Twitter. Why are you limiting people in your expressions of of, of I'll be honest with you, because I've had way too many friend requests, and I've got to cut that back. People want to be around me. They want to. Be, they enjoy my my company, and I don't think it's just something that I just open up for everybody. I have to limit it to certain people. How many do you have now? Oh, I can't even tell you. Well, Bischoff, anyway, should be. I mean, there's no way you should leave a guy that is is a great innovator, has great ideas. Okay, so maybe the ratings went down a little bit, but again, I could help him fix that with a couple of things. You know that already. I know you could. But he really should be. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's one of the guys you would think of if you're thinking about wrestling that has been a big part of it. I mean, he was the reason. Again, it was Vince McMahon versus Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner and WCW, and the reason that WCW was relevant was because of the NWO, because of what Eric Bischoff created. He should be a part of it. So who's part of the politics of that? Who is... um, Who's keeping? Who who is colluding to keep I, I don't him know. out? I don't know. Maybe again, I, I, maybe too early. Maybe they're going to have Bischoff be the one who's going to induct them in the Hall of Fame, and he himself is going to get an individual induction. I don't know. Um, to me, if you're going to do it and not put Bischoff in, you just put the big three. You put yeah. Hogan, Hall, and Nash. They're the ones who came together at Bash of the Beach. Beach. Um, when you look at it right now, should Xbox slash six have the exact same amount of inductions in the Hall of Fame as Hogan or Ric Flair? Because mm-hmm. Hogan's going to have two now. Ric Flair has two. Scott Hall will have two. Diesel will have two. Slash Ke- uh, Scott or Kevin Nash. Should he have the same thing? Should would Xbox slash six? I don't think he no. should. He's a great wrestler, but not a guy that's transcendent where he could actually make it as a third one. As you know, not being just in DX, not just being in the NWO, but if he gets in there as either the one, two, three kid or as Xbox, uh, he should not be a three time Hall of Famer, no, which is no, a possibility. No, not not at all. In fact, his name wouldn't even come up with the other names that you have mentioned already. Find that one a little hard to believe. I agree, so. man. But I thank you. You're very well. Listen, I'm a little bit disappointed that you have a private Facebook page that you don't want anybody else to see because you don't want very many friends. Let me ask you this though, Troy: Are you my friend on Facebook? I don't know. You are. Am I? You are because if actually I just tagged you today on our banquet pictures, so you'll actually see there. So well, uh, let me let me share something with you. I do not control the social media oh. for the most part on mine. Wow. Yeah, I. I've You're been, the puppet. It's been taken away from me. Okay. Because I generally say what's oh, on my mind, yeah, and that do. gets me, me in trouble. Yeah. So I've had. Had to have that taken away. 2019. <laughs> Listen, I've got some issues with a lot of you people out there, and my wife won't let me say it. Okay, let's get to our last. Is this the last question? You got one more. I got one more. How should New England be punished this time for taping Cincinnati's sidelines? Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't know anything about that, now hey, did he? Can I say something before you give an answer? Do you mind? Go ahead. All right. First off, 
Why are you taping Cincinnati sidelines? They suck. You don't need to tape anything going on over there. They're not going to beat you anyway. Okay, go ahead. Now, do you know why they were there? No. Okay, so there's a show for the New England Patriots on their web series that they do. It's based on following uh, New England Patriot employee employees around. So that they, they were there that day to follow an advanced scout for the, the Patriots to watch the Bengals play. Okay. So that's 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 fine. The Bengals allowed them to be in there to do that part of it. However, when the Bengals um, assistant was in there and saw where their camera was facing was on the Bengals sideline, they're saying, "What the heck are you doing? You can't do that. That's not what you're here for." Rumor has it is what the Patriots guy who was filming that said. Can't we just delete the film and, and no one else find out about this? So that's not a good look. Okay. Um, Bill Belichick, as much as you are a great head coach and a Hall of Famer and all that stuff. You can't say again, even if you weren't a part of it, you're going to be so, you know, connected to this. It doesn't matter because of what you've done in your past. So I think it is, um, right that they should be in trouble. What should they be in trouble for? Uh, I say they don't make the playoffs and the Raiders do. <laughs> okay. So they'll lose a draft pick. And then they'll go back and they'll say, Bel- Belichick will say, I had nothing to do with it. You can't prove it, first off. It's kind of like deflate gate. I saw a whole, well, you've probably seen it too. You may have shown it to me. The whole thing about the, 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 the footballs being either too soft or not soft, that was debunked. There's no way Belichick knew anything about that or he proved it. Come on. He has better things to do, like winning football games under a Michigan quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. That petty stuff, he doesn't care about. Yeah, but let me ask you this, though. Though it might not have had anything to do with him, they shouldn't be doing that. They were doing that. What were they going to be doing with that film? Was it somehow, I mean, he might not have directed that to happen, but that employee was filming their sideline. There's proof on that part. Yeah. So they shouldn't get in trouble at all as an organization. Well, no, I'm not that? saying they shouldn't get in trouble. Maybe they're like the North Central Conference. They think that I'm going to take that film and do something unethical with it, you know, because that's why they're charging me $250 to do a game. <laughs> but nonetheless, who knows? You crack yourself up. I, you? I just, <laughs> I got to get a shot in down then when I can. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe they thought they were doing something good. You know, they're trying to please somebody in the organization. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was just sitting there was an accident overall and they just didn't know. I don't know, but Belichick knew nothing about this. He doesn't have, look at it, the guy. He didn't have time for that stuff. I mean, Belichick's a down to business kind of guy. Somebody pulls off. Does anybody in, in your organization, do they ever do something stupid and you go, I didn't know anything about that? I and mean, does it happen? All the time. But let me ask you this. If All that, the time. If an employee went up to Bill Belichick and said, hey, Bill, I got this footage here. They didn't see me take it. What is Bill Belichick going to say? No. No, I don't want to see that. He's going to say, he, he, oh, yeah. I know Belichick well enough. He will say he does not want to see that. God. Belichick is an upstanding individual who does not cheat. Neither does Tom Brady out of the University of Michigan. We done with that now? Are you done? Did you? By the way, you said guys in your organization screwing up all the time. Not what? all. I mean, what they happen to do is when they screw up, yes, they try. They try to get themselves out of it, just like anybody else did. They're going to try to do what they can to get themselves. You know, out I of find situation. that news shocking. That you're telling me, and you're going to tell the entire world that you have guys messing up all the time. You Every got single day. That's my job as a head coach is do to you, build these boys into you, young men and help you them have, make decisions that are going to help them in life. Can you give me some examples of that while we're here? No, FERPA doesn't <laughs> allow me to talk of these things. <laughs> and I'm not going to talk about that. Listen, Don't be looking for dirt sheets here, Troy. This is the reason you're, why you're in trouble in all of Richmond right now. <laughs> Just relax. Don't get Earl in college on your butt right. as well, too. <laughs> 
hey, listen, I'm an investigative reporter. I'm just trying to get to the facts. I just want the truth. Okay, you can't handle the truth. Okay, what's our last right, Last one, okay. I'm still a little bit shocked by that. I can't wait to that first pregame. All right, right. Garrett Cole, how much and to whom? What did uh, Strasburg get? $245 million over... Years I don't know, but 245 right. I don't know if your Yankees are going to pile out that money for that now, do you? I mean, the word had it. I saw this morning that the Yankees were kind of like, oh, they were tipsy on that 245 range, and he well, wants more. Oh, yeah, he, he deserves more. more. You're telling me that Garrett Cole shouldn't get more money than Steven Strasburg? I, I think he should. Yeah. Will be. Well, the Yankees want to do that. I mean, that's a lot of money to invest in one guy and try to – I still think baseball needs a salary cap of some kind, but to, to make into one guy, I just – but but he's going to go past two forty five. Okay, yeah, so we if, know if, that. If the Yankees really did want to spend above two forty five, you know what you do is you beat the Nationals to the offer of which they gave Strasburg. Because if yeah. you want to get Cole at two forty five, you got to set the precedent and not let them do it. So then he's going to jump you on price there. Yeah, well that's now, the Yankees' fault again. I think Boris is the agent for both players, so I think Boris is dictating both those parts. But again, Scott mm-hmm. Boris is a horrible for baseball. What I do know though is if you re, re- uh, watch free agency this year, people are jumping early on contracts. They're not waiting like they did in the years past that's where. Right. Mike Moustakis has now actually got a multi-year deal as opposed to those one-year deals he had recently. You're seeing a totally different thing happening now. Now, Garrett Cole is going to get signed. It doesn't matter, you know, that part of it. I just think that the Yankees need to do all they can to give him as much money as he wants, give him a 10-year contract, because, again, in the Yankees, it doesn't matter about the amount of money they have. They have enough money to go around. And I... I say it's the Yankees. Well, I'll tell you what. Then you better hurry up and beat the Anaheim or Los Angeles Angels because the word has it he they're in the running. So what do you have? What do you have? Do you have the Angels and for how much and how many years? Well, or do you have the Angels? Well, I I think they're in it. I don't know. I think I still think the Yankees will be there. I still think that uh, you know the Angels will be there. I wouldn't be surprised if you find the Dodgers in the mix. Uh, anybody who's got money won't be a small market team. We know that. So got to take the big ones, and and it'll go past two forty five, probably two fifty. You know, two fifty five, probably so the Angels two fifty five. Yeah. Okay, I got the Yankees ten year deal. They're going to offer them. Uh, I'll just say eight year deal with a two year deal uh, play team option. And they're going to offer him three fifteen. Wow, that's a lot of money. Three fifteen. That's a lot of money. I don't think he's going to take ten million dollars over what Strasburg's going to take. I think it's going to take him to Any get more. that three hundred million dollar threshold to be able to get it. And I think he's well worth it. The amount of he look. You looked at the numbers again that he threw last year. His numbers were crazy. The amount of amount of wins he had in a row. The yeah. amount of games he's gone into the at least the seventh inning with less than a hundred pitches. And with the Yankees, who are a bullpen dominant team, if they can get a starter that can go deep into the game where they can rest the bullpen, huh? It's only going to help them. You, you're hoping this happens around Christmas time so you can really celebrate Winter Christmas. meetings are going on, man. Yeah. So this is what happened when they got Stanton, the Yankees did, when they made all their big moves at the winter meetings. So I would be expecting something to happen here during the winter meetings that you're going to see Garrett Cole sign. Hell, it might have happened by the time we've been on the air right now. i got to ask you a question. When does, though, when is there going to be a um, – it's never going to stop, but when do you get to the point where you say, man, this money just can't be – something's got to give. It's like the stock market. It can't continue to climb – it's got to stop somewhere and come back down. When does that happen? I mean, two, that amount of money is just outright. Some countries don't have yeah, that kind of budget. I will say, though, you you have to admit, if you watch baseball the past few years, they haven't really overspent on players, as we were just talking about that. Players, it's really been in the powers of the owners, more so than the power of the players, with, with the contracts that have gone out here recently. So I think it's worked out a little bit. 
when you look at the parity around baseball, yes, you talked about salary cap, but right now without a salary cap, you've had the Royals win a World Series. You've had Tampa Bay be significant in what they're doing. You've had teams like the Red Sox spend high and not been successful. You've had a Cardinals team that really hasn't overspent been successful. Baseball's actually done it right. With Without a salary cap, they've been able to make that competitive edge where if the Yankees sign that big free agent, that means that the Astros are going to get a draft pick compensation for that because he's a tier A free agent. That That's really made it really significant there. Luxury tax sharing has been helpful on those you know, smaller market teams to keep some of their players. So baseball's in a healthy spot right now of what they've done to keep some of their players and their team significant. But word has it that there could be a long-term strike coming in baseball here when their next collective bargaining agreement comes up. Now, I don't know when that is. You might help me on that if you know it's either 21 or 22 in that area. So if they don't get something figured out, you can spend all the money you want. They won't be playing. Yeah, but, I mean, I would hope that these baseball players that are playing right now remember the 94 strike and how bad that was for baseball, or at least the people that are advising them realize that, that they can't. They can strike at the end of the year, but you cannot strike during the season. you got to make sure that your season starts on time. But uh, they can't have what happened in 94 happen again. Yeah, I remember the strike back, and it was 81, and it was horrible. I mean, just absolutely horrible for the fans and everything because there was a lot of bitterness, and a lot of them didn't come back. It took a long time for them to come back to the ballpark. I will tell you this, though. If they do strike, you've got to guarantee that I'm trying out. You should. I'm going to be a scab. you be a I'm scab. I'm going to be a replacement player, baby. I'll be that next Shane Spencer out there. If you don't know who Shane Spencer is, <laughs> Google him. That's a great Yankee. <laughs> Yeah, and try to find his private account, see if you can find I'm telling you what, I think you got a private account because you got stuff to hide. You're trying to keep stuff from us. Not a person and I want to know what it is. And by golly, by the time I'm done, I'm going to dig it out just like I have. Again, you have access. You're my Facebook friend. <laughs> just go on your damn Facebook and not have your wife do it. <laughs> Are we done today? I think so. It was a great week of talking sports. We'll be back next week. We'll continue this dialogue. We'll dig deeper. We'll find out what you want to we'll know. We'll point fingers at you because we'll that's what we you do. We've got issues with a lot of you people. We'll see you next week right here on Rapid Fire Sports. Darren Gowski has.